barbecues galore, a big money divorce, and a passing of a former Prime Minister. Yes, that is the month of May coming at you from the uh, heart of the Channel Country, Desert Rock FM Studios. As it is known, uh, I'm Wendell Hussey. I've got Errol Parker here. Bit of a weird month, May, isn't it? It is, mate. Short by name, long by nature. Yeah, particularly long. Particularly long for you this year with that incident on the trips away that you do um, out the back of Baduri there, that whole thing. But... Um, no, we went to the, to the Grampians last year. Ah, uh, Grampians. Sorry, yeah. that's it. Was the same thing. It's all, it's all the same to me. When you get that far out of town. Anyway, we'll get into the news, and there was a bit of a peculiar story to kick off the month of May, which, looking back, actually wasn't such a great thing. But the headline on it read: "All of New South Wales hoping old mate at least got the barbecue he was looking for." Yes, didn't this make the the lefties of the internet chortle, Mendel? <laughs> a lot of chortles. Oh, People were, you know, initially when they when this story broke, people were, uh, you know, hoping that he got the barbecue, you know, mm. because because he'd been to several barbecues yes. galore outlets, plus a meat shop and stuff like that, and people were, you know, just hoping that he was just, you know, like a knockabout Scott mm. Cam type, just looking for a barbecue. And that's a fair enough assumption. The first thought that pops into my head is maybe a, you know guy with a beard, uh, not a great BMI, loves smoking meat, cruising around to get his barbecue, or maybe an older father who's looking for something to deck out the, yeah. the backyard. Um, Someone who looks like Clancy's old older brother, Clyde. Yeah, yeah, but with a few more tattoos and, and yeah, that sort of like thing. like a rockabilly pit boss. Yeah, yeah. And, and that's what he likes, and so you're thinking, oh, he's going out there to get his barbecue. But, but as it turns, it turns out, out, Wendell, no, he was, he was a clean-cut golf club type with you know strong jawline, beautifully mm. brittle-creamed hair. And all of those hallmarks put him in his uh, in his position of being a merchant banker. He was working for a hedge fund. They were actually looking to buy mm. barbecues galore as a company. Not very relatable. Not at just all. a barbecue. And then he plunged the city into lockdown. So yeah, yeah. We're looking back on it. Hence the chortling lefties. Yes, uh, who had to eat their chortles, had to swallow them back in. Now a bit of a change of pace, and we had. Possibly the most high-profile divorce of recent times in the month of May. And it resulted in Bill Gates bashing the fuck out of some guy at Caloundra Boat Ramp for touching his crab pots. Yeah, this is a, this is a bit of a dark story. Mm. Um, I thought, so Bill Gates, as we all know, went through you know, a bit of a, a divorce and mm. was quite sort of jaded in the end. Yeah, well, because of his friendship with the late Jeffrey Epstein. Yeah, because of that, yeah, he kind of fell in with... Um, the bloke's advice. Yeah, he joined the group, crowd. didn't he? Yes, yes, he did. And then um, he took to, uh, you know, doing what, you know, red-blooded Aussie males do, and they go out into the outdoors, they mm. catch fish, they shoot animals, you know. They... And this was just just another thing where, you know, Bill had to uh, had to dish out some boat ramp justice. Mm. Because if there's one thing that you don't do in, in the Sunshine Coast is you, you don't touch another person's crab pots, mm. don't touch their yabby traps, and you never, ever, ever keep an undersized king. No. And you don't touch those things, particularly when a bloke has just come out of a very fucking messy divorce and is in a bit of a state. Exactly. So so he did we, what uh, he should do. So this story wasn't picked up uh, by the mainstream media, obviously because of Bill Gates' power and influence over mm. people like Rupert And the Murdoch. people who control the media, you know what I mean? Yeah. Can't let the... But yeah, look, I thought it was a very interesting story worth mm. covering. Yeah, uh, absolutely. We're going to touch on a bit of a sad story now and... This month of May, it did see the passing of a former Prime Minister, 
Vale, uh, Paul Keating, who passed away mid-interview after being asked about people using their super to buy dough coin. I think it's uh, Valet. Oh, uh, uh, right. Anyway, uh, we're not recording this. They could have spelled it with an A-Y-E. We're not recording this in the French Quarter. So, Valet. Uh, so uh, I'm not going to hold you to it. But anyway, look, this was... Um, so Paul Keating, is, as, as we all know, is the architect of... of Australian superannuation. Mm. As the inventor of it, he is also its, its greatest proponent and he respects the concept deeply. And when uh, the, the, the Morrison government was feeling the pinch, the people of Australia were feeling the pinch, rather than you know offering them some sort of you know, public money, public support from the government, the federal government now was, was giving people the opportunity to plunge into their retirement savings to basically keep themselves afloat during you know the, the real throes of the pandemic as we were seeing mm. uh, around that time of year probably not that bad this is this may still pre-delta I'm pretty it's all fucking blends together for me but so Paul Keating was was on this was live on air uh, 7.30 report eh? it was so Paul um, was asked by the host if it would be a prudent uh, financial decision to pull out your retirement savings which can only go up you know, mm. If you ask Paul, they can only go up mm. and take them out. I think as Australians are undergoing significant financial hardship. Could pull out. I think it was ten k. That, that was the first round. So oh, right. the, thing, the thing was a total of twenty thousand dollars. It was asked if you know it was a wise and sage financial decision to pull it out and punt it on a little-known meme coin, no, shit coin, Doge coin. Well, mm. well, actually, it, at the time of recording now, if someone had done that, they would actually be. Be quite well off. Mm. Oh, if they'd done it six the months past, before the interview, in the past week it's gone up mm. almost a hundred percent. So mm. I, I guess you know, with the benefit of hindsight, you know, Paul Paul's wrong. You know? Yeah, jokes on Paul. Yeah, uh, he gave his life in vain. So yeah, that was that was a bit of a sad story. State funeral, all that sort of stuff. Um, would have been good superannuation for the nation, I reckon, if Paul Keating didn't do things like you know sell off. Uh, Qantas, uh, CBA, uh, deregulate the financial markets. I think Howard did Telstra. Deregulate yeah. the financial markets, all those sorts of things. That probably would have been better for um, the superannuation of our nation in general, but just a thought from me. Now, look, we're going to finish off with a bit of a local story, and a local boomer uh, revealed in May that he didn't want that shitty blood clot AstraZeneca jab. He wanted the good one that Scotty had back when we were fighting over vaccines. Yes, Wendell, back in the good old days when we were uh, still fighting over, you know, who gets what vaccine, who gets this, who gets that, who gets the Pfizer privilege, yada, yada, yada. So this is back when, uh, you know, Scotty was in the throes of his, this is not a race uh, yep. type uh, type thing, <laughs> and he, he uh, implored people to, to take whatever vaccine they can get. However, because of his age, Scott Morrison was the fell into the bracket where he would be given the AstraZeneca. But because he's so important, the risk of him getting a blood clot from the AstraZeneca vaccine outweighed the benefits it would give him. Mm. So they gave him the Pfizer. Yep. But he also, you know, it's just another case in point example of, of do as I say, not as I do. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And a lot of people were frustrated about that. And uh, a lot of people were frustrated at the boomers who, you know, essentially were doing all that we could to protect them from this spicy cough. Know, and uh, like we'd all and re- they we'd couldn't roll up their arms and get this jab. We had already spent $300 billion protecting them from, mm. you know, a more savage version of the flu. Yeah. 
Anyway, this and time around. The one thing that we asked them to fucking do is to get vaccinated and they wouldn't do it. Yeah. It's not really that much, is it? Well down. Anyway, we can go on about this stuff all day and, you know, hopefully we won't have to go on about it with this new fucking variant that's uh, getting around. But that's where we'll leave you with this wrap-up. Uh, hope, you're, hope you're going all right with the family. Hope there's not too many blow-ups and hope things are going well. Yeah. Whatever you do, don't put your hands on your uncle because they get into that age where one <gasps> one punch yeah. can be it. Yeah, and that's not what you want to have. That's, that's I know it might feel you. like it at the time when yeah. he's talking shit and he's, you know, winding you up, but you don't want to do yeah. that. You no. Don't want to do that. All right, guys and girls. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.